This edition of the USCC Expo Experience on CannabisRadio.com is brought to you by Regulated Solutions, your partner for producing compliant cannabis and hemp brand events. Learn more at RegulatedSolutions.com. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the USCC Expo Experience. Featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers, exhibitors, and attendees from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And now, the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. Thanks for coming on back to the USCC Expo Experience. I'm joined now by Nancy Deutsch. She's the founder, president, and CEO of Sera Labs, S-E-R-A Labs, a leading online premier CBD brand that has sold more than $4.5 million since its inception in July 2018. Nancy, thanks for joining us here on the program. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So, Sarah Labs, let's talk, talk about the company. Now, you have started producing hemp-derived cannabinoids into the skincare business, and your company is said to arguably have the most powerful hemp oil on the market, presently made from certified organic hemp. And most recently, just launched a five-product anti-aging skincare line called Ceratopical. New skincare line includes Radiant Glow Facial Oil, Super Booster Serum, Love Your Eyes Under Dry Cream, Day and Night Brilliance Moisturizer, and Ceratopical Exfoliating Polish. And the products you're talking about, since they're so powerful, they contain, get this, 100 to 300 milligrams of CBD. Talk to me about how you were able to put out this new line of products with such high potency. Um, well, good. Well, thank you so much for being so educated already on the product. Thank you. <laughs> Taking a lot of, a lot of my of work away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so basically, I um, we I I own I I owned a skincare line that was developed by women uh, for women, and I was a female chemist, a female product developer, and we sold this online for um, about eighteen months, um, and. It, it had multiple clinical studies on the active ingredients. Uh, it was a very high intense formula for anti-aging and we did extremely well. And um, we did about $7 million in business with it on over 18 wow. months. And then what happened was we, um, I, I started realizing that it was a very commoditized business. And I mean, I know skincare is a commoditized business. And I decided that, um, let me take a look at all of my thousands of customers I have and see if I can actually change the formula by adding CBD to it, you know, and this was about, um, about 13 months ago. What would that, you know, what would that look like in the skincare? Would people even be interested um, with, you know, with the customer base and my customer base was basically over 40 because it was anti-aging. Right. And would they understand what CBD was and would it make a difference? And I had no idea. So I had the greatest focus group you could ever have customers who are currently using our products, right? Yeah. And, um, and so, I, so I sent out a mass email to the people that were on our, um, that were buying multiple times on the product. And, um, and I got the following responses. I got a huge response. Um, because it wasn't a sell, it wasn't a sales email. It was, what do you think if we put CBD in this, in the, in this, in the, in the skincare line? And so the responses I got were twofold. What the hell is CBD was number one. Number two was, oh my God, this is amazing. I'd love to try it. Um, and then, you know, then we sent out another email explaining what CBD was. And people were like, well, is there THC in it? You know, people were concerned. 
So I said, you know what? I decided I'm going to do a test with the couple hundred respondents, the first couple hundred respondents that we got back. So what we did is we went to our manufacturer and we asked them to actually make batches of the products with the following CBD in it. One batch with 100 milligrams, one with 200, one with 300, and one with 500. And let's see what the response is and whether or not people notice a difference, right? So, um, you know, and this was before I thought anybody else would even think about doing this. And I, um, and so we sent it out to the 200 people and what we got back, which was interesting because we did test it in our office first and, and the results were pretty identical and this is more on a consumer basis. The 100 milligram on a 30 ml didn't work as well. Um, the 200 were pretty much the same as the 100 on a 30 ml. Um, the 300 worked fantastic. And of course the 500 worked great. Um, but there wasn't a big enough difference for me to actually charge a consumer that much more money because, you know, hemp is expensive. So we decided to, um, we decided to give, you know, these um, products out and, and, and really we worked with the formula and we found that because the molecule of the CBD, the cannabinoid was, you know, such a big molecule that we needed to add it a different delivery system. So what we did was we went back and we, um, and we, so we put the 300 milligrams in our 30 ml products, except for the cleanser, because you're washing it off your face and there's no need to have 300 milligrams in something you're washing right off. And, um, and in the eye serum, uh, because it was a 15 ml, we reduced it to 150 um, milligrams, but then there was a stability issue. So we actually put 100 milligrams and it worked just as well. Um, and we have been getting rave reviews. And, and you know, whereas I can make anti-aging claims on the other active ingredients in the product, I don't make any claims on the CBD. But just to give you a little secret here, which I would never make to our consumers, it appears as if the product is more potent with the CBD in it. Now, what that means in terms of the anti-inflammatory agents, you know, um, proprietary, you know, properties of the right. CBD and how that works with the other ingredients. I can't tell you we're going to embark on a, on a clinical study on this, but at this particular point, I don't know why it works better for people, but it really has made a big difference. And, and, and the products are just unbelievable. For example, our radiant glow, which is a facial oil, um, you put one dropper on your hand at night. I rub it in, put it all over my face and neck, and you've never felt such amazing hydration as you will with this without it being oily and without it causing any pimples or clogged pores. And there's Oregon oil and marula oil and lavender and, you know, along with the CBD. And, and I just have got to say that it is, you know, it really has been a fantastic product. I have one of my customers put it just around her eyes because um, we, I guess we didn't write as good instructions as we thought we did. <laughs> and, um, and she just was like dabbing it around her eyes and I hadn't seen her in about six weeks. And, and, um, and, and she, she's somebody I know who's a customer. And when I saw her a couple of weeks ago, I said, what did, like, did you get injections in your eyes? Like, did you get a laser? Right. What did you do? She goes, no, I've just been using your radiant glow. And I thought that was a great testimonial. Um, no. She, her eyes were smooth. They looked beautiful, Wonderful. and um, and and she, it was very wrinkly before that. Let so me go unpack a couple things out of that. Out of the, what you just said, I wanted to go ask you a couple things. Number one, obviously, the point about uh, what you're able to go ahead and claim about the products 
unfortunately, yes, the issues with the FDA and there's just certain things there are still regulations in place where there's just certain where, where again, to be able to make all the claims that you can as opposed to the product you already had existing to now, obviously there's, there's that barrier that's in front. So, but I appreciate you kind of giving the validation to it and your endorsement. Now, the other thing I want to ask about is in terms of if there were any active uh, ingredients that you replaced with CBD and if there was anything that you might have taken out or anything that was included or is this still basically intact, the same original skincare line, but it's now infused with CBD on top of everything else? Right. I did not take any of the other active ingredients out of it. Um, but what we did do is we ha- we added a another delivery system so it would carry the CBD into the skin to you know for, so that it would go to the upper dermal layers of the skin. So we used a um, we used a delivery system that has uh, 28 clinicals that uh, actually allows the, all the ingredients to keep a protective layer on the top of your skin and also um, actually. Um, you know, also have the, have the ingredients go to the upper dermal layers of the skin. So that's legally what I can say about that. And um, so we just make the claims about the other active ingredients. We do not make the claims about this, about the um, CBD at all. Now, this is an audio interview, but you haven't been on video and obviously you've been on television uh, many times. You've been on television for a long time doing a lot of different things, being a spokesperson for products and also being interviewed for Sarah Labs. Recently, you were interviewed by Cheddar.com earlier this year and you made this uh, point quote I see people making claims on cancer and Alzheimer's there's no problems there's no substantiation people got to stop it it's bad for the industry and the bad players will eventually go away only the good players are going to stay in the industry now let me make this point the Maryland Medical Cannabis Commission initially instituted advertising restrictions on growers processors dispensaries independent testing laboratories and their third-party vendors a new law in the state of Maryland it's just as an example here, explains that all advertisements for medical cannabis, uh, medical cannabis products, edibles, and medical cannabis-related services that make therapeutic or medical claims must be supported by substantial clinical evidence or data and include information on the most significant side effects or risks associated with the use, which is kind of intonated just before. Do you see, Nancy, the cannabis industry looking to create widespread self-regulation of false medical claims before it gets out of hand? Well, you know, I, I come from the direct response industry um, and um, and we had, and, and that industry um, through a trade organization created a self-regulatory um, portion of that um, trade organization and worked with the FTC and the NAD to make sure that the bad actors weren't making claims on different, um, in different areas um, to, in, that would, you know, that would hurt everybody who was trying to do the right thing. So, um, so I do think eventually this will happen. I think that this is the first year that this industry is exploding. So I think it's a little bit of a wild, wild west. Yeah. And, and because each state has their own regulations, you've got to be really careful. So like I said before, the only claims that we make are on the other active ingredients that have clinical substantiation that we are allowed to. So we make zero claims on the CBD at all, and except what we're allowed to say. So we make sure we have very good lawyers. Um, we have FDA lawyers, FTC lawyers, cannabis lawyers, and we make sure they're the ones that guide us on regulation on what we can say, who we can ship to. And um, and so we, we really are very, very careful about what we do. Um, we're here to stay. And um, we, and I believe that those, that the people um, that actually make the comments 
and, and, and put in writing that their products, you know, cure cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, yeah. that though, that they deserve to be in trouble. Uh, agreed. And it's, it's good. When we hear so much about cultivation, we hear so much about the dispensaries, so much of the regulation and so much compliance is being put into place. It's good to hear the same thing going on for the hemp CBD lines out here that we're seeing this being cracked down. Because obviously, coming from direct response, I could imagine that that's a very aggressive uh-huh. position to take because there have to be a lot of bad actors that have to be swiped away across the process. I can only imagine. Well, it, it, it certainly is. You know, it, it's funny when I when I started in in that industry, our first my first big project was the ab rollers, right? So I was yeah. very fortunate to be involved in a product that went from zero to $334 million in one year. <laughs> and, and, and I find that this is, and I got lucky that I was there at the very beginning of that industry. And I feel like this is a second opportunity that I'm blessed to be involved in. And I feel that there's the right way and there's the wrong way. And could I be getting more sales? You bet I could, but I refuse to go down that line. I, I refuse to cross that line and, um, and, and make claims that are going to get me more business today because it's a very short-term way of looking at things. The FTC is going to be very involved in prosecution in this industry, and they're going to enforce it. And, um, and they do have the prosecutorial budget to go after uh, the bad players. And, and I never, ever want to be one of those people. And, and it's very similar to the fact that we test our product twice. Um, we'd get certificates of analysis, not only on the hemp, but when we get a finished product, we won't even pay our manufacturer until we get it tested and make sure there's the right amount of cannabinoids in the product. And there's, and there's below the level of, C, of THC that we need, you know, and of course the metals and the, and the, you know, and the pesticides and the herbicides, none of that, um, will, you know, is allowed to be in there in the product. So we get two tests done on our product. We have rigorous uh, QA processes in the company. Now, the FDA came up with a recent article. I want to take this for a little bit of context. They stated the following here. Now, on the federal level, the Agriculture Improver Act of 2018, the Farm Bill, removed cannabis and cannabis derivatives that are very low in THC from the definition of marijuana and the Control of Substances Act. Let me move on to the quote that was made made here. Now, quote, under the statutory authorities, the, the FDA has a responsibility to administer the relevant legal requirements varying depending on which type of product we're talking about. For example, if a product is being marketed as a drug, meaning, for example, that is intended to have a therapeutic effect such as treating a disease, then it's regulated as a drug, and it generally cannot be sold without FDA approval or, in the case, an over-the-counter drug or FDA monograph. Drugs have important therapeutic value, and it's critical that we continue to do what we can to support the science needed to develop new drugs from cannabis. Do you think the measures that the FDA is putting in here, they're implementing, are enough to foster better customer awareness and safety? A hundred percent, no. I think that the FDA is taking a, um, a look and see, wait and see approach. Yeah. And um, and they are um, they have not come out with guidelines. Um, they have started down the road to listen to the industry to see what they believe the guidelines should be. And um, and, and and my personal opinion is that. The sooner they come out with some strict guidelines, the sooner all of us can get in line and follow what they, what they, you know, what they really want. I think that the, um, and what's in the best interest of the consumer too. I I think that there are a lot of people out there selling hemp seed oil and they go, there's 15,000 milligrams of hemp seed oil and you can buy this for $80 or $70 or whatever the price they're putting it out at. And it's going to give you no health benefits. So when people put out magic, 
right? Magic dust, I call it, right? <laughs> and, um, and, and people think they're getting something and they have no effect on it. What does it do to the industry, right? It makes the good products that people are putting out, you know, uh, nobody's going to give them a second chance, right? So I, so I think that it's really important that the quality, the certificates of analysis, the, the testing is going to be very important. I do think at some point the FDA will limit how many milligrams can go into a dietary supplement. Uh, right now there is no limitation. Um, I, so, and, and, and I think that there's just mass confusion out there. And, and I think that um, it's up to the industry leaders and the government regulatory uh, agencies to come together and come up with the right positive, protective guidelines so the consumers, so the industry can follow it and the consumers can follow it. And that's what we're, we're, we've been working a lot on some of the programming here on the network. We've talked a lot about the FDA and they just mostly recently had a meeting on May 31st to kind of, you know, take basically questions from the industry. And I just felt like there was just so, so little awareness. And after all this time that they had exactly. preparing for this, that. The, you know, I hear great questions from the industry out here, and uh, hopefully one of our programs we're doing here, our sister, cha- our sister show, uh, Blunt Business, we're actually going to be doing a roundtable with some of those that might have been, that would have been involved in that FDA meeting, or where were they going to have their uh, context about that. We're going to have that coming up on a future episode. Now, one of the things we're going to talk about at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo coming up August 3rd and 4th, we're going to feature you in a presentation, which I'm really excited to hear about. It's the cannabis branding to the mainstream panel. And it, it comes down to the fact that, that, I mean, it's on the program which I host, which is Blunt Business. And here, just on the USC Expo experience, it's amazing of how many, I mean, star, just really rock stars from Fortune 500 companies, from those that are building large brands. And it's amazing the people that are being assembled with you, Nancy, that we're going to have on that are just I mean, really amazing from Foss Water to Smashburger to Frontier Airlines to all you've done with the Sobakawa Pillow and the Ab Roller and all the work you've done in direct response. Brands, brands, brands. We're going to have that featured on that panel. Take me a little bit into what's more, what's most important that you want to point out that really uh, those that are going to be attending will come away with at that panel from what you think they should learn about branding to the mainstream. So basically what I believe is that there's so many people out there that are just throwing their products around. They don't put the money into the branding of the product. I think that when um, companies like ours come out and we've got good quality products, we've got intelligent science to back our products. And we have a, we have a team, our, our management team of, you know, fantastic experts that come from the retail and direct response industry. And we really know how to build, you know, we really know how to build a company and build a product brand um, along with companies like Voss, like Frontier and others that are going to give credibility to the industry. I, you know, I think that it's going to take some time for everybody to really call products a household name, which is why we really, really went after the beauty because I think that's where the topicals are where we can really get a hold and, and we can really come out on top because there isn't going to be as much regulation on the, on the topicals um, because you don't, especially when you use all the other active ingredients that we do, because you don't have to make the claims on the CBD, right? So I do think that cannabis itself is going to be a little bit of a problem, but hemp is not going to be as big a problem. As long as you've got the right team in place, 
you've got the money to, to actually spend, and we get regulatory to allow us to advertise on TV, advertise on Facebook, and all of that is going to cause good branding along with good experiences for the consumer. And there's nothing better than good exper- consumer experience because that is what makes a brand great. Can't wait to going to hit this panel put together and for a lot of our t- those attendees get a chance to come in. So obviously, if you want to go ahead and catch Nancy on this panel and hear this knowledge because there's so much to it, uh, especially with what you're doing. And I want to also direct people, while you get a chance, before you go and join us at the show, to go ahead and take a look at the website, which is a pretty website, by the way, serialabshealth.com. You're welcome. S-E-R-A Labs with the S, health.com. Take a look at that and look at all the great products that are there. And uh, Nancy, really, thank you so much for being here on the program with us. Really do appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me, and I'm looking forward to it. I just want you to know I am coming there on my 35th wedding anniversary without my husband. Wow. <laughs> well, I've seen you on television. I'd be hard-pressed to say 35 years, or let alone if just... <laughs> uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, 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 it is, unfortunately. <laughs> or <No> fortunately. <laughs> Well, anyway, I really do appreciate you. Thank you, Nancy Joyce, again from Sarah Labs here on the USCC Expo Experience. Thank you again for making the time to join us. And thank you all for listening in to this edition of the USCC Expo, Expo Experience. Again, educate, empower, engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. It's August 34th. It's just days around the corner. Get your tickets now, usccexpo.com. You have to be here. Great panels, including Nancy's panel. We're, well, there's so much more to bring to you. You have to be at our show. If you are anywhere within the sound of my voice here, you are somewhere in the South Florida area, or if you know somebody within the state of Florida or within South America, Latin America, whatever, make the trip to Miami. It's a great time of year to be here. It's a great time to be at the show. It's another year with a jam-packed expo floor. Great panels to be had. Join us again August 34th at the beautifully renovated Hyatt Regency Hotel in downtown Miami, Florida. We hope to see you there. So again, thanks for joining us here for the program. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com. Also, subscribe to the show. Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Speaker, or iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.